Come live on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. A new day brings new topics. Our sports talk brings extensive debate and analysis by the host, expert contributors, and callers. We discuss it all. Join us weekdays at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. I am Princess Cooper. It's time for the professional contributors. Again, thank you to Coach Glenn DeVoe from Elite Middle um, for Middle School Elite um, All-Star Game. We appreciate him being on. And also yesterday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, we had Coach Gerald Richardson and also Coach Rucker. They uh, welcome in Marty, Marty Holleran, Coach um, Cross Country in the Philadelphia, New Jersey area. That was 7 p.m. yesterday. I'm going to repost that so that you all can listen on the replay. Let's welcome in again my co-host, Duck Raleigh. How are you, sir? Doing well, Princess. Awesome. Good job there, Coach. I, I, I like your interviewing skills. I'm going to going to keep you around for sure. I like Glenn DeVoe. I mean, <laughs> hey, Tim, you're here. Okay. All right. We, yeah. we got keep you. Around, yeah. We'll keep you around. I don't care what they say like, about that. I, I like, like what you. Tim said today. Tim said, you got to stay with us. Don't be trying to throw K-World on us. Right. <laughs> uh, Tim wants me around for ulterior motives, you know, and I'm sure <laughs> – <laughs> Some of that's coming today, okay? <laughs> yeah, I got, I, got, I got plenty more Gator and Cowboy jokes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if you start playing any music today, I promise you I'm going to cut you off. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right. Any FSU ten? I'm done. I'm trying to recover for sure. <laughs> All right, let's welcome in the guys. Um, let's see who we got. Doc Basil, how are you, sir? Hey, good evening. Welcome back, Miss Princess. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I'm glad to be back. Um, let's see who else we have here. Will Harris, welcome to the show. Oh, good evening. How's everyone doing tonight? Doing good. Doing good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Carlos Bradley, how are you, sir? I am good. Hope everyone else is wonderful also. Awesome. 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 And let's welcome in tall, light-skinned brother, who I was hoping to say (laughs) the Bills beat him, but that dirt, Jalen Hurts, is the truth for sure. I I am a believer. I know, but, you know. My goodness, what's up, Sam? That was an early Christmas gift. Was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could have thought of a couple of better Christmas gifts, but okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll take it. All right, Dr. Tim, let's get started. All right, uh, let's start off with you, Will. What you got for us, a little open mic? What, what you have? Yeah, I saw the Carolina Panthers fired their coach, Frank Wright, uh, today. So that makes six coaches now, including interim, since this new owner took over in 2018. So that's six coaches in five years. And we saw what Steve Wilkes did with this team last year, won seven games with a very similar roster, probably upgraded at quarterback. So, I mean, I just think it goes to show you these coaches or these owners copying each other, looking for – the new offensive-minded guys, overlooking guys like Steve Wilkes and all these other black coaches across the league is just starting to backfire on them. So 
think Steve Wilkes got the last laugh, and we'll see where this franchise goes next. Looks like they're in pretty bad shape. Okay. Uh, Carlos. Yes, sir. So, open. once in my life, I'm going to agree with a statement Tom Brady made with <laughs> lack of excellence in the league. And, you know, there's good teams, there's bad teams, there's in-between teams, but the overall, when you look at it, and, and, and look, they're all great athletes, I get it, but because I feel like the NFL is wants this parity by all means and wants to control the narrative of the games so much, that sometimes it, it just looks kind of odd. Look, I'm a I'm an Eagles fan, okay? So the Eagles win, but the Bills had 15 penalties in the first half. The Eagles had one. Like, and then when you look at replays of plays, the things they just let go by, it, it gets odd. So it seems like the drive for parity is taking down the drive for excellence in the league. When we think back to the the great Pittsburgh teams, the great greatest show on turf, the Rams, we think about the Legion of Boom. They were like the essence of what we thought of defense, offense, and of teams. I think that level is missing in the league today. Okay. Doc, open mic. Uh yeah, just kind of piggyback a little bit off of uh, what Carlos said, but maybe uh, a lower level of the college ranks. Um, you know, thank God for Saturday and those games. I know we're going to talk about them later, but, you know, the, the games on Friday, you know, I had all my turkey and, you know, I'm having leftovers the next day, going to sit down and watch football, and those games are trash. Like, all day long, every game, one after the other, was worse than the one before. So it was just, just kind of disappointing as far as the uh, – my Friday football viewing. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, Tim, open mic. Yeah, I, all, I, all I really have to say is, you know, keep your eye on the college football committee. Um, if they fool around after this weekend and there are four undefeated teams of major college conferences and they take a one-loss, team and leave one of them at home, that will show you how corrupt they are and how misguided their their evaluations of of real competition is. That that they I, I'm I'm anticipating them doing something really silly. Okay. Uh Francis. Um a, a couple of things and I think I want to start that I live in Columbia, South Carolina, in a state that welcomed in Donald Trump um, at William Bryce Stadium, um, shut down half the city to welcome him in, um, a, a former president who has 91 um, felony charges. Disappointing. And we welcomed him and cheered him on um, on the 50-yard line. And, again, these are the same folks that said take politics out of sports um, um, for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, but now they don't mind having politics in sports, and we know what I'm talking about. And the second thing is is that I watched up close South Carolina women basketball 
score 101 points against Mississippi Valley State, and they had 19 points when the buzzer sounded off. And that was just disheartening to watch that maybe we shouldn't have that level of of play or competition. Um, and I know maybe they were doing them a favor and they got a good payoff to come you hear Colonial Life Arena. But that was sad to watch, 101 to 19. At some point, you could tell that their spirit was done. Well, uh, I guess I, I better not comment on that, Prince. But anyway, all right, uh, Larry, open mic. Um, I, I'm going to piggyback off of Princess. Uh, and we talked about this earlier, the president, the old Trump uh, orange face is coming in. Um, <laughs> the good thing is he, he went to Iowa also and uh, got booed. Um, so I was really? happy to see that. Yeah, you know. To, to get booed in the first state where the caucus and where they're going to kick off the you know the, the presidential campaign. So to see that kind of uh, reassuring that maybe there's some faith in humanity that everybody's not idiots and, and maybe we'll, uh, we'll have a better turnout this year or uh, the upcoming year. He not only got booed okay. in Iowa, he got the middle finger. He he, oh, he got yeah. some rudeness. Uh, oh, which is unusual. Um, I like those people. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Princess, I, I couldn't tell he was there because I thought he blended in with uh, Clemson's colors. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Larry, I want to stay with you. Let's, let's talk about the, your top five now. You got any changes going on? Man, you know, so I'm listening to even what Tim just said. And, you know, we have, you know, these undefeated teams and we have, you know, the one one loss team. Um, I was not impressed watching Georgia. I wasn't impressed watching Michigan. I thought McCord gave up that game. Florida State, their quarterback down. Um, and Washington State, he's not played very well the past three or four games. Um, so everything for me has got to stay status quo. Um, I got, boy. I got Michigan pulling out. At least they played a good Ohio State team really well, even though it was given to them. I got Michigan at number one. I got Georgia, who played Georgia Tech really poorly and probably was outplayed that game. Um, maybe they were looking forward. Maybe not. I know, they, you know they're you know they full of, of, of athletes, so we'll have to see. I got that number two. Washington at number three. Um, Penix has really got to get his game together. Um, he does not look as good uh, towards the end of the season as he did earlier in the season. In Florida State, you know, you've earned being there. So let's see what Florida State can do. Uh, let's see what they look like with their quarterback. And then followed up by Oregon after that. Okay. Uh, Will, your top five. Okay, I'll keep uh, Georgia at uh, number one. Uh, I'll put uh, Michigan at number two. Number three, I'll move uh, – guess I'll go with uh, Washington at number three now. I'll go with the Florida State's tough because without their quarterback, I don't know how far they go, but I can't really penalize them when they continue to win games and stay unbeaten. So I'll put them at number uh, four right now, depending on how they – finish in the uh, ACC championship this week. And 
number five, I'll go with Oregon. Okay. All right, Tim, your top five, Tim. Yeah, I'm still uh, I'm still hanging with Georgia until somebody beats them. Uh, so I've got them at number one. I thought Michigan um, showed that they were, you know, a pretty resilient ball club uh, and uh, played pretty well against uh, an Ohio State team that they, I think, sort of had on their heels most of the ball game. Um, but Florida State, uh, you know, I'm not looking at projecting what Florida State is going to be. I'm looking at what Florida State has done. Uh, and I know they're not the same team without uh, Travis, but um, they're not just Travis. They're a good football team, and so I put them at three. I've got Washington at four, even though they haven't played as impressively as they were playing earlier in the season, uh, and Oregon at five, who I think is the best of the one-loss teams uh, in terms of the way they performed. Um, they played well all season. Okay. Precious. So I have Michigan at number one. I was very impressed with them um, on Saturday. Um, I have Georgia at number two, um, Washington at number three, FSU at four, and Oregon at five. That's the best I can give you, Tim Moore. (laughs) All right. Uh, (laughs) All right, Doc. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I got Georgia at number one, you know, just – still undefeated, still doing what they're supposed to do. I got Michigan 2. Um, I got Washington 3. Then Florida State 4. And then um, I think like Tim said, I think Oregon 5, which is definitely one of the best one-loss teams. All right, Carlos. All right, I had a little juggling. Uh, I'm going to keep <laughs> Georgia 1, even though it was an unimpressive win over Georgia Tech. Uh, I'm going to go with Washington second, um, even though they, you know, they're, they're, they're eking them out, but they're still undefeated. I'm going to put Michigan at three, so I'm not going to penalize them for me not liking their coach, but their their team is <laughs> tough. I, I give them that. <laughs> and I'm going to put Florida State at four. Um, troubles with their quarterback, but they got some talent all over the field. And Ohio State, who I really wanted them to beat Michigan, but it wasn't to be. Um, I think their quarterback is underachieving, and Marvin Harrison still looks like the best player in the country to me at any position. Um, That one-handed catch was really nice. Um, And Bama's a close Number six, which you didn't ask for, but I think they're coming. They need to. They need to be looked at. Okay. I'm Doug, can right I ask this? Doug, can ahead. I just? I'm gonna. I'm. I'm not gonna ask Tim. I want to ask Carlos. Carlos, if Alabama beats Georgia, does Georgia stay in the top four, or do they move down? Yeah. See that. And what... Alabama moves into the top four. If Alabama beats Georgia, when Alabama's been coming and Georgia's just been winning, I think Alabama comes in and and Georgia drops down. Georgia drops completely out of the top four. I don't know if it'll be completely (laughs) out. I don't think it'll be completely out. This is where I think the madness starts. And we got to watch 
the referee calls on the championship. Because if if Alabama beats Georgia, then we're looking at two SEC teams somehow in the top four, and I think that's unfair. And I'm an SEC person. But I I think that's unfair, and that can be likely a likelihood, um, gentlemen. Yes. Two one loss SEC team. Question. Yeah. But with all with all of these conferences, which we're going to talk about, which Tim is going to bring up in you know our third segment, uh, it, it's a possibility for a, a lot of shakeups. So it's going to be interesting how everybody feels about that. But I want to uh, yeah. get back to Carlos on Ohio State and Michigan game. What was your, what was your thoughts? You know. I mean, it was Michigan looked like they were in control. Ohio State was staying right there. For the life of me, I can't figure out why the offensive scheme for Ohio State can't figure out how to get the ball to Marvin Harrison. I mean, you can remember other years with Desmond Howard and other Tim Brown with other outstanding receivers. They would run reverses. They would run bubble screens. They would – Pitch and go. They would. It would be different ways they would get them the ball. If that was clearly the outstanding player on your team, which it clearly is with Ohio State. But if McCord can't get it deep, well then throw him the slant and let him run because he can run forever. Also, so I think the biggest thing was Michigan's the players, their running backs, the quarterback played really good. I think their big players played big. And I think the issue with Ohio State was they didn't just didn't have enough big players in position to do things big. Their other receiver is really good. Their running back has, you know, has some mobility also. But it just seemed like the offense wasn't clicking, making those things happen. Okay, Larry. Yeah, this it, it, Ohio State was disappointing. I know they came out in the second half and, and played a little better, well, a, a lot better. And, you know, Carlos mentioned, I don't know how you can't get the best player in college football a scheme in order to get him uh, on some touches. Um, and it, I think it's a reflection of McCord. I know that I think he said he's underachieving. He, he's a talented, physically talented quarterback but I have not seen anything other than that. There's been no separation in any game that I've ever watched him play where I could say, you know, this guy, he could take you to the next level. I think he's surrounded by, like, supreme talent. Michigan did what they were supposed to do. Uh, It it was a tough, uh, you know, Big Ten kind of a a football game. They came in and did what they were supposed to do, but that game was there for Ohio State. And Michigan, again, Michigan won that game. They should have won the game. Uh, let's see what they look like going forward. But I, they don't look like a juggernaut to me, though. And and I don't see any players on Michigan that, you know, at that at the college football championship, I don't see anybody to separate. I don't see that athlete out there to separate, like a Marvin Harrison. All right, Will? Larry? Yeah. Can I ask Larry a question? Yeah. Did, did McCord look like a world beater in high school? Well, yeah, he played. Often does he did. Yeah, yeah. Carlos, but, but, Carlos would know better than Larry because Carlos right in Philly, uh, Tim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he okay. he looked really good. Was highly recruited. 
big, strong kid, could run a little bit, a good athlete. I mean, he looked like he was the next level guy. Okay. And that's why he wanted to go. That's why Marvin wanted him to come to Ohio yeah. State because that was his quarterback. The issue, but the issue there was he was surrounded with the best players on that squad also. You know, everybody on that team was, was, was five-star. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, so it, I, it's just not translating at this level. Quarter, a great quarterback at the high school level stands out a little more than he does. You know, you have to provide a little more when you're on the college level. So I think he's kind of come back to earth. Okay. Yeah, I don't disagree. All right, Will. Yeah, I think the difference came down to the um, quarterbacks, really. I mean, J.J. McCarthy was making some great throws, uh, game-changing throws to help uh, put Michigan ahead and keep them there. Uh, they ran the ball well. Ohio State, I mean, it sounds crazy because they only have one loss, but just one of the more underachieving teams uh, week after week, I think, in terms of skill position, talent, running back, a wide receiver. They're probably top two, if not the best in the country. I thought their when their defense did what they could, but just not getting consistent enough uh, quarterback play to play at the championship level. I think that was pretty much the difference in this game. Just no reason for them not to be able to get all those guys like Buka, Harrison, Henderson, get them going. Okay, uh, Tim. Yeah, good good ball game. Um, you, you know, I you know I spent a lot of time in Ohio, so. I've, most of my friends are Buckeye fans, and they've been they were really quiet Saturday night. But I my impression was I thought Michigan um, was in control of the game most of the way, and to me they look like the better team. Uh, but it was a really good ball game. Ohio State, uh, as as uh, was just said, has all the talent in the world, but they have not played up to their talent all season, um, and I don't think they did it on on Saturday. I mean, you know, you mentioned Fleming and Marvin Harrison and uh, uh, Abuka. These guys are great receivers. Um, and Harrison was really the only one that, that uh, was able to get open on uh, on Saturday consistently. Okay. Uh, Precious. Yeah, you know, the bottom line to me is I thought Michigan looked like the bigger bully um, in that game. And um, it was not like it was a blowout. And um, Ohio State was not down much at halftime. But um, I thought McCarthy outplayed McCord um, in a lot of ways. He looked more subtle, more um, um, into the game, or he was not, you know, um, easy rattle. Uh, McCord had some bad throws. And, of course, that last drive he threw an interception. But Michigan looked like they were going to win. And they, they never seemed to waver. Um, on their confidence, and um, um, and now everybody's calling for Ryan Day, and and they want Urban Meyer back. <laughs> no, damn. All the Okay, Lord. maybe Fudge and just a little bit. Nobody wants Urban Meyer. Uh, the most delusional I, fans, the most delusional <laughs> fans in the country. I'm telling you. <laughs> I Doc, what you got for us, Doc? And, you know, Doug, honestly, I, I was kind of surprised at the outcome of this game. I, you know, I I can't believe that Michigan beat Ohio State just like they did the past two years. And you would have thought that, you know, Ohio State would have made some adjustments. And, you know, to, to Carlos's point, 
you know, Ryan Day is supposed to be an offensive guy, and, you know, he couldn't scheme up ways to get the ball more to Harris and Abuka. Um, you know, I, I thought that they would be able to do more. I mean, honestly, I think Sharon Moore kind of outcoached Ryan Day, and, um, you know, I can see why as delusional as the Ohio State fans are, why they would be kind of called Ryan Day. I mean, they, yeah. you know, lost to Michigan three years in a row. They haven't, you know, won Big Ten championship. They have gotten to the playoffs, but, you know, for all of the, the hubbub of him being a coach, he really hasn't won anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I want to stay with you, Doc. Let's talk about that Washington-Washington State game. Yeah, you know, I guess it seems like a broken record when we, you know, talk about Washington. It seems like every week their opponent plays them tough. In this case, it was Wazoo, but Penix and I guess the rest of the Huskies, you know, they, they just seem to make plays that they need to. You know, in this case, it was a walk-off field goal. But to what was said earlier, I think, you know, Washington, uh, you know, they really – I know we're going to talk about it later. they got to kind of step up their game when they play Oregon this week. So, um, but it – you know, expected you know the Apple Cup to be a, a tough battle, like the rivalry games, but you know ultimately Washington prevailed. Okay, Larry. Yeah, good game, good rivalry game. Um, Penix didn't play great, um, but he is a difference maker, and he gives them the opportunity at the at the end of games all the time, um, and that's what you kind of need if you're going into this playoff, um, because they were outplayed. Um, throughout that entire game, they were really outplayed. And, again, I think Penix has been off. I don't know if he's, you know, did he come back to earth or is the pressure, you know, the possible Heisman? I don't know what, but he's a different player now than he was at the beginning of this year and even last year. Um, So let's see. Uh, If they're playing Oregon, that's going to, that'll be a difference maker. Uh, And I think they got their hands full. But he is, he's still, I consider him the best player on the field if he could figure out how to settle down. So that'll be a great game. All right. Carlos. Yes. Where we at? I'm sorry. We're at Washington, Washington State. Okay. So this was, I mean, this was another hard-fought, you know, rivalry game. Um, I didn't think Washington played particularly well. It's been pointed out that Pennock hasn't looked that sharp in the last couple weeks, but you know, when it the, the chips were down, he did make that clutch throw at the end of the game. So I do give him credit for that, getting him in position to win. Um, but, I mean, it was just a hard-fought game, and, you know, they got, the, they got the edge with the field goal. Okay. Uh, Francis. I was worried about this game. I, I really watched it, you know, I'm rooting for – Michael Penix, and I've been doing that all year. And um, they didn't look good. And, and Washington State came to play. They didn't look rattled at all. And um, I, I, like Carlos said, I give Penix Jr. credit for that, that really good throw at the end. But, um, again, I was worried about this game. And it came down to a field goal, just a field goal. And Washington was scoring a lot of points at the beginning of the season. So let's see what they do in the conference championship game. But, um, if it pits up against Oregon, which of course it is, um, I'm worried for them. I'm worried for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to you, Will. Your thoughts, Washington, Washington State. 
Yeah, I thought it was a pretty uh, good game. I mean, Washington, I think it's three straight weeks now where they've had some uh, close calls. Uh, I thought uh, Pennix, he hasn't been as good as he was earlier in the season, but he's still finding ways to win. Uh, their wide receiver, Romo Dunze, I mean, you talk about Marvin Harrison, he might be number two right after him. I think he's had three weeks where he just completely yeah. dominated and taking games over. So, yeah. I mean, it's I think good. Washington still has all the talent uh, in the world. They got a great wide receiver in court. So we know what Pennix ceiling is. The defense is getting better and better. Uh, they're a corner, they have a good cornerback as well. I think they'll have a good matchup coming up with uh, Oregon this weekend. But I think Washington State, been a, uh, even, a record doesn't really justify how good that team is. Their quarterback, Cameron Ward, I think can start at most uh, teams in the country. I mean, if he gets an extra year, next year I could see him being a major hit in the transfer portal. He had a great season. So, so we'll see how where he goes with that. So, But yeah, I think Washington, Oregon, we'll talk about that later. But I think that's going to be a game of the week coming up. Okay. Tim? Yeah, great battle, um, Washington, Washington State. I, I don't know whether Washington State just played up to the rivalry or whether Washington just wasn't on its game, uh, but it was a battle. And I, I agree with Francis. I thought Washington State outplayed them for most of the ball game, But at crucial times, Washington made, made the plays they needed to make. That fourth, uh, I think it was fourth and seven call, Oh, tremendous call uh, with the fake and the, and the end around with Adunze. Uh, and then Penix made the, made the throw he needed to make at the end of the game. So uh, uh, tremendous battle. The only thing about Washington that, that worries me is I don't know if their defense can hold up to some of the better teams. Um, we'll, we'll find out a little bit this week because Oregon has played consistently well all season. And so we'll know a little bit more. All right, Tim, I'm going to stay with you. Let's jump to the conference games because the Oregon, Oregon State wasn't, wasn't a great game for Oregon State and South Carolina and Clemson. I, I think only Tim, I look, I only think Prince has watched that. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the interconference games? Um, uh, no, you know, the, the conference championships. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Okay, let's look at that. Uh, the Pac-12 championship game, which which I think is, you know, based upon what we saw earlier in the season when these two teams hooked up, uh, Washington and Oregon should be quite a battle. What what, what do you think, Larry Tisdale? Man, you know, everybody kind of touched on that. You know, this game scares me if I'm Washington. Um, Oregon has been playing really well this entire season, especially after that loss probably the most consistent team that I've seen this year, um, yeah. at least consistent. I'm not sure they have the the Georgia or, you know, some of the uh, Ohio State um, top end, but, boy, they've been playing consistent. But I still say you need a difference maker, and I think Penix uh, and hopefully that defense rises up to do that. Um, now I have to give uh, Oregon credit. You know, again, I mentioned this fifth, sixth year, Bo Nick. Is really playing. He is comfortable back there. Um, so, you know, that's scary if you're Washington. This is going to be an awful close game. Um, I'm rooting for Washington, but this would not surprise me if it goes the other way. Okay. Doc Brazel, um, do you trust Bo Nix? What, what are you thinking, Washington and Oregon? I mean, you, you've watched him yeah. in the SEC. 
Yeah, you know, Bo's been playing for 15 years now, so he should feel comfortable <laughs> back there, and he looks comfortable. I mean, he's throwing like 80% of his passes and completing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, like I just mentioned, I mean, Oregon has been like steamrolling teams after they lost to Washington. I think they, they've been just waiting for the end of the season to, to play Washington. And I think Washington, you know, they've kind of been leaking oil a little bit the last few games and, you know, it's been close, and really none of Oregon's games have been close. So um, I, I think it'll be a good game, but, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm rooting for Washington, but I, I do think it's going to be a tough game for them, and I really think Oregon's probably going to going to be victorious in this game and cause chaos in the uh, college championship. Okay. Uh, Carlos, what are you thinking, Washington and Oregon? Well, Washington hasn't been looking that good, particularly in the last two or three weeks. Uh, Oregon has been more consistent and, to me, seems to be more explosive. Um, yeah. They got skilled players. You got Bo Nix who will just, he'll just take off in a second anyway and just make a play. So, you know, I'm, I'm leaning towards Oregon here. Okay. Uh, Duck, um uh, Washington's taking on your favorite coach, Dan Lanning. Uh, what are you thinking? Yeah, uh, <laughs> without a doubt, Coach Lanning is the man. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Oregon too. Washington is, you know, even though everybody's giving Washington their their best because of their undefeated, but right now, like everybody's saying, Oregon is playing better than uh, better than Washington. I'd like to see Pennants win, but. Got to go Oregon. Well, well, Harris, what 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 are you thinking, uh, Oregon and Washington? If I recall the first game, I remember it was came down to the wire, but Dan Landing was aggressive, was going for it on a missed a few fourth down calls when I thought he should have took the point or punted. So I mean, it was, mm-hmm. Kizil played them well though in Washington here on a neutral field. I just think the way things have been trending, I think Oregon's playing as good as anybody in the country. Washington's been struggling a little bit the past three weeks, so I'll go with Oregon in this one. Uh, Princess, uh, Washington started off like they were world beaters earlier in the season, and they've tapered off, and Oregon's just been steady the whole season, playing well. What do you think? The line is um, Oregon by nine points. I think they covered that and beat Washington by at least that much. Wow. Nine, wow. I didn't realize yeah. that. Okay. Ooh, um, since, I've, since I've got you on the on on the, you know uh, the spot here, uh, the ACC championship, uh, Louisville. Be play. careful! Be careful, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming to wherever you are. <laughs> Louisville stumbled uh, this past week against a Kentucky team that yeah has been up and down all season. Um, but they've had some, some pretty impressive performances during the season as well. Florida State's been pretty good, uh, you know, and, and I think they played a tough schedule. Uh, what do you think in the ACC championship? You know, I watched that game, and I was able to finish it even though um, Florida lost. But I thought Florida State didn't look their best, and they and they got their footing at, at halftime. Um, and I think Louisville is going to be – um, you know, embarrassed by the Kentucky loss. Of course, that's in-state, and that's the last thing they want to do. But I think this game is going to come down to um, to the bitter end. And Louisville may take this one because I do think 
um, the quarterback being lost by Florida State has really hurt them. And yeah, they have the horses, but they don't have that leader that really looked good and that could steal um, first downs with his feet and with his arm. Um, I think this is going to be a um, a close game. I think uh, Florida State is, is favored by two points, and, and that shows how close this is going to be. And Louisville could take this one. I'm going to pick Louisville, mm-hmm. of course. I'm not picking Florida State to do anything. Okay. Carlos, what are you thinking? Uh, Florida State uh, taking on a Louisville team that stumbled this past week. Well, Louisville was a, a bit surprising to me this year. They were had some offensive power that I hadn't seen before, and their defense was playing pretty tough, too. Um, and they jumped out on some people this year. And, uh, you know, they, they looked good. But Florida State is the is the real issue with the quarterback down, with talent around. How are they going to rally around the next guy? Um, I think Louisville is really going to look like this is an opportunity. They can win something that I don't even know if or when yeah. Louisville has ever won the championship. So, Didn't they win Lamar Jackson there? I'll, I'll be at this game, so I'm, I'm, I'm going with Louisville okay. here. Okay. 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 No, they didn't. Uh, they didn't get there with Lamar. Um, they won a bunch okay. of games, but they didn't. They didn't make the ACC championship. Um, uh, Will, Will Harris, what are your thoughts? I mean, Rodemaker hasn't looked bad. He, he looks like a guy who hasn't played with all the other guys all season. Um, but they seem to be rallying around him pretty well, um, even when he's throwing a couple of bad passes. The receivers have not, you know, just been like uh, what's my boy Diggs in Buffalo, uh, you know, in yeah. terms of their reaction. What, what are you thinking, uh, Will? Florida State. Yeah, I mean, Florida State got a lot of talent, even uh, with Jordan Travis out. I mean, Travis was a difference maker. Yeah. I think he elevated them to a level that they're not at right now. But we still got Keon Coleman, who we talking top 15 pick. Good run game. Yeah. Uh, defense has been great, great athletes all year. So I think just yeah. the talent on that team is going to be able to keep it Close with Louisville. Oh, okay, Louisville is a team that they tend to play to their level of their competition. Uh, they, you know, played Notre Dame, you know, blow them out. But then they have setbacks against teams they probably should beat. Uh, I'm going to say – I'm going to go with uh, Florida State, though. I think they'll find a way to rally around this uh, quarterback and prove the doubters wrong and finish the year undefeated. Yeah, Doc, uh, um, he makes a good point there. Um, the, the Florida State defense – is not mentioned a whole lot, but they tend to, at big points in the game, they tend to shut the teams down. Uh, what are you thinking about them in uh, uh, Louisville this week? Yeah, you're right. I mean, I first he was in the backfield causing havoc. Kind of, He was a closer yeah. at the end of that game. Um, you know, Florida State, they were really, very resilient um, on the road in a tough environment. Well, I say a tough environment early in the swap. Um, sorry, Princess, but, like, the, <laughs> the end of the game, it's, it's like it's Tallahassee. They're here doing a tomahawk chop. I, I, I figured that Florida would put more of a fight. but um, And then, you know, of course, Louisville Ooh. losing in that robbery game against Kentucky. Um, I know that that was a tough loss for them. So I, I think it'll be a close game, but everyone's rallied. It's been mentioned, rallied, rallied around Rodemaker, and uh, I think the Seminoles are just doing enough to win. Okay. Uh, Duck, uh, uh, you know, they were doing the tomahawk chop uh in the stands, and it looked like those big 
three hundred and four hundred pound defensive lineman from Florida Tim. was eating pork chops. Be careful, but anyway, Tim. Uh, what are you what are you thinking this week uh, against Louisville? Though? <laughs> well, first of all, uh, I'm I'm not really impressed with uh, Florida State's run defense, but as far as getting after the passer, I mm. think I think they're one of the best in, in college football. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> They can overcome uh, Louisville's speed and stuff, uh, and they're gonna put pressure on. They're gonna put pressure on Florida State's quarterback. So, I'm, I'm taking. I'm gonna go with Louisville. Wow. Okay. Uh, Larry, what do you think of Florida? <laughs> Larry, what do you think of Florida State and uh, Louisville? It's funny. Yeah, I'm. I'm following Big Brother. Um, okay. Several reasons. I think um, Louisville coming off of that loss. I think that they'll be. Uh, ready and prepared. Uh, this is not a game that they will overlook. And I don't know if you can overcome the loss of uh, Travis at this level, and especially this late in the season. Um, so that concerns me. And Louisville, you know, quietly has put together a program over the past, you know, five, ten years to where I think they admit they have athletes on both sides of the ball. You know, they yeah, could fly they with anybody. So, um yeah, I, I think it's a little too much for Florida to overcome. I think they will fight uh, hard, but I like Louisville in this one. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Let me say with you, Larry, um, uh, Texas uh, looked great earlier in the year. Uh, went down to Tuscaloosa and really dominated Alabama. But they've, they've looked kind of iffy for most of the rest of the season. Uh, they've taken on Oak State. Uh, what are you thinking? Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, what team shows up? That's the question with Texas. Like, I don't know who the heck is going to show up. Um, they've been one of, the, one of the them in Texas, Texas A&M, one of the most inconsistent uh, teams that there have been in America. Uh, we've yeah. talked about their talent. They're as talented as anybody on a field uh, uh, throughout the country. Um, I'm just not sure. I, man, I just don't trust them. My problem with them is I don't trust them, and I know for State is probably a little more consistent. I don't think they're as talented, but – uh, I, I, I will go with them because I just can't trust Texas. Okay, Carlos. Uh, Texas and uh, Oak State. I'm sorry. Where are we at again? Texas, Big, big 12 championships, but <laughs> Texas against Oak State, Oklahoma State. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, Texas has been up and down along with Oak State also. Um, but I think – I think Texas is going to rally. I think they're going to pull it together and pull this one out. I'm going to go with Texas. Will, Will Harris, uh, uh, Oak State almost lost to BYU this week, um, taking on a Texas team that we don't know. Somebody mentioned who's going to show up. But uh, what are your thoughts this week in the Big 12 championship? Yeah, Oak State's another uh, up-and-down team this year. They have some bad losses. You know, they got blown out by UCF, blown out by, what was it, South Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um the fact that they're finished nine and three, you know, they get this one of those teams that likes to get up for certain games and play to the level of their opponent. Uh, I'll go with Texas uh, big here. I just think I just don't know which okay, which Oklahoma State team we're gonna see. Okay, Doug Basil, uh, what do you think of the Big Twelve Championship? You know, I, I mean, I don't think the Cowboys are that good, to be honest. Um, you know, they played their best game versus Oklahoma in Bedlam. And um, I think, you know, Texas knows that they're going to have to win impressively, um, you know, to, to show the, the committee that they're, you know, one of the best teams. So, I, 
I think it'll be Texas and at least a two, two touchdown win. Okay, uh, Doug. Texas Texas is loaded with talent, but uh, they haven't played that way all year. What do you think? Points down, uh, Tim. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Princess, what are you thinking there? Texas and uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Tim, I was questioning you for saying um, Oklahoma State is getting smacked by BYU. I'm, I'm thinking, why is Tim watching BYU? But now I understand it was part of the 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 big um, um, you know bigger picture of the conference championship. I think that Texas right. has not looked as good against Alabama, but um, also Ears was hurt and he missed a game or two, and then they lost their number one running back for the year with a torn ACL. But they found a way to come back and win. And this past week, um, you know, they beat somebody, Texas Tech, fifty-seven to seven, and mm-hmm. enough for. Arch Manning to get in there and throw uh, a touchdown pass. So I'm going to go with, with horns up. Um, go Texas Longhorns. Thank you for the contract. Okay. Um, let me stay with you, uh, SEC Championship. Is this an eliminated, elimination game? Uh, and what do you think is going to happen with Georgia and Alabama? I, I think it should be um, an elimination game. But and I, but the reason I keep asking this is because I've seen enough from Alabama and the SEC refs who really seem to want Alabama to win. They missed a, a blatant call on face masking in that game with Alabama and Auburn. But why am I complaining? But I, I think Alabama has enough to beat Georgia, and Georgia has not. I think they played down to their competition, and they really played down to their competition against Georgia Tech. Although I know that's a rivalry game, and anything happens. But I think Alabama beats Georgia um, this week, and then I think we really have a mess. I think Louisville can beat FSU. I think we have a mess. And I think Oregon can beat Washington. Um, This is going to be, uh, as it always is, a very interesting conference championship Saturday. Um, And and I'm I'm interested to see how it plays out. But I'm picking Alabama. Okay, Carlos, what do you think of the SEC championship game? Wow. This is what we want, right? Georgia and Alabama. Yeah. This is what we wanted to come down to, right? Yeah. I think this has been one of Saban's best coaching jobs, and I think that the development of Milrose, letting him, letting him be who he is. Yep. I can run, let me run. I can throw deep, let me throw deep. I think that has helped them immensely. And – I think Bama wants it. I'm going with Bama in this. I think Georgia is still Georgia, but I don't really see that over-the-top runner, catcher, quarterback. I think Bama can do it. Okay, Doc Basil, um, what are you thinking, SEC? Um, so all year long, Georgia's kind of stepped up when they've needed to play um, the stronger, stronger competition. Um, and, you know, this Bama – Georgia, I guess it's become kind of like a mini rivalry, you know, with the Saban, Kirby Spark, um, you know, coaching tree. Um, and, I, I, I mean, I agree with, with, uh, with Carlos as far as with, with Bama as far as their um, um, Saban's coaching job. I mean, because I think this is the way that he wants to play. I know that he had to kind of go like everyone else as far as the offense, and, you know, with all the quarterbacks he's had and receivers the past few years. But I think 
his roots is what he wants to do now, just playing defense, running the ball, and having a mobile quarterback. Um, but ultimately, I just think Georgia has a little bit too much, and I think they'll it'll be close early, and then Georgia will pull away a little bit in the second half. Okay, Will, what do you think in the SEC championship? Yeah, I agree about the coaching job. Nick Saban's done this year. I mean, to lose his quarterback to the number one overall pick, uh, wide receivers aren't what they were, what you're used to seeing with the Alabama receiving court. So I think this has probably hit their ceiling now. I think Georgia's just way too talented on both sides of the ball, and they'll uh, pull this one. Okay, Larry Tisdale, what are you thinking? SEC championship. I know we want to give Saban all the credit for, you know, doing this great coaching job. Uh, but I want to go back and remember that he took a, you know, he took Miller out the game. He didn't know what he was doing with him. And right. unfortunately, he didn't have anybody behind him, and he fell into this, uh, this style of game. And he was smart enough to let it play out. Um, so I'm not sure, you know, the great coaching job that he did other than saying this is what I have. Um, but Alabama is balling, and he is the difference maker. I say, you know, you need special players at this time of the year. Um, and Milrow is that special player. Um, I don't, you know, Carson Beck is just, a, again, a, a, an average Georgia quarterback. Uh, so that's what I've seen so far this year. And I think Car, Carson, uh, Carlo mentioned, I don't, see, I don't see the explosiveness and have not seen the explosiveness uh, from Georgia this year. Um, they play, they play fairly well sometimes, but I've not seen that. I like Alabama winning this. Uh, you don't want to give uh, save the thing he will do. He will get that team together. And I am certain that they are looking for this. Um, so, boy, this is going to be good for the uh, committee to see what they do if Alabama wins it. I got Alabama winning it. Yeah, Duck, when I, when I look at uh, Carson Beck, I, I think run, Forrest, run. Um, but but he can play. I mean, what do you what do you think in, uh, about joining Alabama? Uh, first of all, Larry, I'm, never I mean, seen the movie. Uh, Tim, Tim I'm, I'm a little disappointed in Larry's comment. I think Nick Satan should be coach of the year, and I'm going with Alabama. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I'm going to turn it back over to you, Duck. I, I'll just say, like Princess said, I wouldn't be surprised if we have uh, if Oregon beat Washington. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if Alabama beat Georgia. And uh, finally, mm-hmm. I'm really glad that James Madison is getting to go to a bowl game. Okay. Let's not leave out Iowa and Michigan because I think Iowa has a pretty decent uh, defense, so I'm going to stay with you, Tim. Iowa and Michigan. Ooh. I think that'll be a blowout. Michigan. Okay. Uh, Carlos. Michigan, blowout. Oh. Larry. Mm-mm. No, I think Iowa comes to play. That defense was they've always had a great defense. I think oh, they yeah. muster. Oh, I hope they can muster up a, a a win. I think it'll be a really close game. Michigan probably pulls it out. But this is going to be maybe a three or a six point game at best. All right, uh, Doc. You know, on the surface, like I said, uh, both have good defense, especially uh, Iowa, and so this. Seems like it might be a rock fight, but uh, but unlike you know versus Ohio State, I think Michigan's going to open up a little bit more. I think they you know they try to punk Ohio State by running the ball a lot, but 
I think they're going to try to open up more against Iowa, knowing that 14 points might be enough to win the game. Give me Michigan. Okay. Uh, Princess. One of the rare times I agree with Tim Moore, I think Michigan in a blowout. Okay. Uh, Will. Yeah, I'm going Michigan big in this one. Okay, I'm going to stay with you, Will. What? Let's talk about um, what pro games did you watch this week? Bill's Eagles, one of the best games of the year. With uh, I thought Josh Allen played flawless most of the game. But with games like this, it just comes down to that one mistake. I think that interception uh, was crucial late in the game that allowed Philadelphia to take the lead. And then that miscommunication in overtime where he had, I think it was Gabe Davis, on a kind of a choice route against the, with no safety. The receiver goes outside. Allen throws it inside. They missed an opportunity there to win the game. So those two plays just were the difference. And on Philly's side, I mean, Jalen Hurts probably just signed his name on the MVP uh, form right there. I mean, five touchdowns, the game-winning drive he came through. So, I mean, Philly's 10-1 was probably the hardest schedule in the NFL right now. Big game coming up against San Francisco, so it won't get easier. So, yeah, I just thought that was an excellent game between the Eagles and Bills. Okay. Uh, Tim. Buffalo and uh, Philly, same ball game. I thought uh, two two really good ball clubs. I think Buffalo's probably going to be the best non-playoff team in the league. Um, it felt like to me Philly was chasing Buffalo all day, and then Buffalo blew it at the end where uh, Allen, Allen threw the ball in, Gabe Davis went out. Um one of those things. Good ball game, though. Doc? Yeah, I started out watching the Steelers and the Bengals. Um, I think the Steelers' offense looked a little bit better than than previous weeks. Um, but everyone's mentioned, you know, the Eagles and the Bills. That was like the marquee game that I watched. And, you know, if it wasn't for a few mistakes and the resilience of uh, the Eagles, they just find a way to win. Um, and there was no difference against the Bills, and the Bills find a way to lose. So, I think the outcome was inevitable. Okay. Larry. Wow. He, you know, he just mentioned something. Uh, the Bills find a way to lose all the time. Um, they are consistent in finding, you know, these mistakes. They do this. And Jalen Hurts and that team believe that they could win and they don't waver. And they were playing, I believe, they were playing from behind the entire game. Um I have concern for Philadelphia because they have not been playing very consistent until second half. And I don't think it's the players. I think it's offensive play calling and defensive play calling uh, with the two new coordinators there. And they're uh, trying to find their stride. And typically during the second uh, half of the games, you start to see it. Um, Buffalo had a series of of drops uh, that cost them, you know, some, some drives. So, again, they were shooting themselves in the foot. Um, and when you're the more aggressive team, especially in the second half, calls start to go the opposite direction. And I think those things, and Jalen Hurts at every point looks like, you know, when you give him the ball at the end, he looks like a Tom Brady. Um, that he, you believe when he has that ball in his hand that they're going to come down and they're going to win. So that was a, it was a good game to see. Um, I still do have some concern about, you know, the play calling and them finding the rhythm now. All right, Princess. 
Well, Doug, first I watched the Dolphins and the Jets. I don't want to forget about that game during this week um, and how awful the Jets looked. It was hard to watch. It was painful. As Jim said. They got Florida games. <laughs> um, no, Florida was up 12 nothing. It was not painful to watch Larry Fitzgerald. I didn't interrupt you. Let me finish my little spiel here and be petty. So <laughs> the Jets only scored 13 points. They look really bad. But the best game that I've probably seen all year was the Bills and the Eagles. And, um, you know, we came into this season talking about Joe Burrows and Patrick Mahomes and um, Josh Allen as these wonderful quarterbacks. Well, I think the number one quarterback in the league right now is not Brock Purdy, but, but Jalen Hurts, not Joe Burrow. And i got to give him a lot, a lot of credit. And I think he's hurt. I don't think he's 100%. Um, and I do have some concerns. The last four games they've entered the halftime um, down. But they find a way to win. And don't look now, they're 10-1. and one. He, is, he is, and the Eagles are, I think, the best team in the NFL, not just because of the 10-1, but they find a way to win. And I agree, the, the, the Bills will find a way to lose. Um, but we're going to see. They're in a tough stretch. But that was the game of the week, I thought. Um, instant classic. But I didn't want anybody to forget about the Jets-Dolphins, for sure. I, I wish oh, I could forget about the Jets. And Princess, that's bad, Princess. All right, you call them. Who you All right, I looked at the uh... – Pittsburgh and the Bengals, um, you know, Pittsburgh offense looked better. That's what I was looking to see. Their defense plays, the way their defense plays all the time. Um, so it was good to see them pull pull it out against the Bengals. And clearly, you know, I watched the Eagles and the Bills, but I, I couldn't agree with Larry more with with the team. Like they, they win, they do find a way to win. That's resilient. But they don't look good. Nothing looks good, and I really agree with the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator trying to find their gear. I mean, yeah. you know, oftentimes or sometimes you'll have, if you have an, a black offensive coordinator, he'll try to make his quarterback and, say, and try to say, I can run this traditional five-step drop-back passing game when that's not really what fits the athlete. And, I mean, I really would like to see – Jalen, get the ball out quicker, hit some slants, hit some curls, hit some stop and goes, some things that could get them positive yards, but keep moving them down the field. And not this whole sideways games to pull the linebackers and the, and the safeties up, but they do find a way to win. They are, I think, clearly the best team in the league, and they haven't even played a solid game yet. So if they ever – play on you know on all three departments offense defense special teams clicking they'll just win by 20 at any time yeah so jalen mvp okay all right i'm gonna (laughs) stay with you we're gonna go over a little bit i want to say uh are you beefing carlos are you making this go Hmm. uh no i'm not really beefing i mean you know i had my little say earlier about this lack of excellence in the league with with agreeing with Brady, but I think that's that's my biggest gripe there. I think more should be asked of everybody involved, the players, the coaches, the referees. 
Let's all be better. Okay. Doc, you beefing or making us go, hmm? I'm beefing this week, uh, Doc. (laughs) I'm beefing about the uh, NCAA and bowl games. So if y'all remember a few weeks ago, I was beefing about the rule of James Madison not being able to go to a bowl game due to an antiquated rule. But lo and behold, there are so many bad teams this year that there weren't enough six-win teams to make up the 41 bowl games. So what did the NCAA do? They turned into Oprah. James Madison, you get a bowl. Jacksonville State, you get a bowl. Full <laughs> <laughs> smooth. Doesn't matter. They do what they want to do. <laughs>
Well, um, I, I called you, Duck. I'm beefing with Reverend John Percy Robinson for wearing a Florida Gator hat when he's a Colorado <laughs> Buffalo fan. Um, so <laughs> there, there is that. But my home is I want to see what Colorado does in the offseason. Shadur Sanders has a fracture in his back. I do think that he comes back. Um, I, I put in the thread that, you know, the quarterback commit, four-star, five-star, to Colorado, he decommitted um, today, um, and and I think there's some dissension, but I think this is just the first year woes, um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what Coach Prime does in year two and how big of a difference you know he makes. I think this was a tough season to win for and then lose the rest, but um, that is a turnaround. But I want to see where he goes with this for sure. Um, but again, my beef is with Reverend John Percy Robinson. We're making a bigger issue out of the decommit than I think we should have. We should because people, those kids are going to decommit. Just like Dion said, if you don't have the bank and you can't, you can't yeah. pro- provide those kids with all the money that they, they're asking for, then they're going to decommit. But he's got a kid mm-hmm. coming in in 2025 that is going to start anyway at quarterback. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, Jim Morris said the same thing. Jim Morris said, um, and he's at UConn. He said, all of those that are that are that are talking. He said, put your money where your mouth is. The collectors, give me some money to go out and and get some recruits, um, and that I can compete in the NIL. So I do agree with you there. And the decommitment happens all the time. But I just want to see where Coach Prime goes in in year two. In year one. He uprooted my Saturdays, um, and we were rooting for Coach Prime first and everybody else second. So, I, But I want to see what happens in year two for sure. I think he changed you, it, college football and, and how we right, watch it. Yeah, Chris, and you're right about the, it's the shakeup to that staff is coming. I, I, between, you know, us, we're on the phone. Uh, I've talked to a couple of coaches. Mm-hmm. They're waiting on uh, Sean Lewis to get a job. And then mm-hmm. they're out. So, wow. that, you know, it's going to be it's going to be some changes. So, wow, wow. Well, um, I'm just glad that the season is over for me, and I can my heart can start running again, um, and that the Gators can look towards DJ Lagway. Um, that's what I'm looking for. But gentlemen, thank you. This has been awesome. Anything else, Duck? No, Tim? did he didn't he decommit today? DJ Lagway? <laughs> no, no, sir. You you tripping? <laughs> <laughs> He's on the way. There you were saying happy birthday to and happy anniversary to his parents. Uh-uh, don't play with me, Duck. <laughs> All right. I, I, you know, Chris, we, we're on this sixth of all. We got that boy Dijon coming back on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> awesome, awesome, yeah. awesome. All right. Anything, Tim Moore? No, I I just say about the Dion situation. You know, I haven't I haven't been on a bandwagon. Um, I, I'm not convinced that he is really a good coach. Quite honestly, I think the jury's still out on and what they're going to do. Yeah, if He's nothing else, you've been consistent. Uh, you've been consistent about that. Um, I, I hope they find some offensive line help. Now we've been consistent about that, even Duck Riley. I don't know where number 75 turns to number 78 no, and then 71 70, at the end. 78, 
he, uh, <laughs> I just saw where he's going in the first round to the Panthers. Oh Lord! <laughs> and Frank Wright was was um, fired from the Colts on November seventh, and he's fired from the Panthers on whatever yesterday was, November twenty sixth. He's not had a good November two years in a row, and hopefully, you know, he doesn't get recycled to a head coaching position. Um, there is Steve Wilkes out there, everybody. Um, to those GMs and owners, there is Steve Wilkes and several others out there for sure. And why, why, why right. is nobody talking about Marvin Lewis? Nobody's ever mentioned Marvin Lewis's name anymore. Yeah. No. They, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't know why. Marvin Lewis or Jim interested? Caldwell. Or Jim Caldwell. Yeah, yeah he, he, And yeah, Jim Caldwell is, is with the Panthers as a, a senior and, supervisor, and is he not? Yeah, Prince, and you would have thought that he would have became the interim coach. But he did exactly. He be, he became exactly. the advisor. Wow. Okay. Wow. But anyway, no one's talking Brian Flores either, and, and I know probably why. Right. But um, you know, uh, I agree with you. Marvin Lewis has not come up um, for right. sure. Yeah. Wow. Well, okay, gentlemen, only... have a great week. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Doc. We got time. No, we'll. Real quick, uh, Brian Johnson, his name is becoming pretty hot with the Eagles, so we'll see. Jack Del Rio fired with uh, with the with the Redskin Commanders. What does that mean for the enemy? And um, also, Ron Rivera is is more coming down the line if if they let Jack Del Rio go already. Well, my my, my question with my question to you guys is. Is it true that he had on a, a Black Lives Matter shirt when they let him go? <laughs> uh, no, that's not true. No. <laughs> Me too. Only if it was orange. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Rivera's gone, Preston. I, I really do. Yeah, yeah. But then, what does that say? I mean, has the enemy done enough offensively um, and shown enough because they've been up and down, or they've been putting up points, but the defense hasn't stopped anybody? You know, and they sent away Chase Young. I think the enemy becomes the front runner. I do too. I think the offense is performing pretty good. Yeah. I, yeah. I think uh, Rivera is coming back to the Panthers. Do you? Are you serious about that, Doc? No. <laughs> it, it sounded good when it first came out, Princess. That's all. I heard Doc oh, laughing. That, that's what it was. He would be like, okay. Oh, man. My fellow mountaineer is a nut. I heard Doc laughing. <laughs> when, when did the right, Cowboys so play? Is that the last game of the season? Aren't they the last one? I think that's the last one. The, the okay. Eagles play the 49ers coming up this week. That's going to be um, um, yeah, an interesting game. Yeah, yeah. The Cowboys play this Thursday. I don't know who they play, but um, but oh, I, I'm interested to see the Eagles. Who? Because they Seattle. Seattle, I think. Seattle. That's right. The Mountaineer. Yeah, I hope they just yeah. just beat the Seattle Seahawks up. So. Gino, Gino, gonna have a, Gino, gonna have a field day on them jokers. <laughs> on that defense? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. On them jokers, okay. Slinging it, okay. I, I heard there was a rumor that they're looking for a new offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh, and that I guess the players are 
or bring yeah. up uh, they fired oh theirs, right? They fired yeah, their looking Frank for Frank. Uh, no, they're looking for what I can't think of his name. Tampa Bay's old offensive coordinator when they won the championship. Oh, uh, Byron Leftwich. Yeah, Byron Leftwich. Yeah, they were asking for Byron. They're literally asking for him by name. Yeah. Yeah, he played for wow. And he, and he yeah. coached there. Uh, right. Yeah, he did. That's a good fit. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know he coached there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. That would be good to see. So I, I like Mike Tomlin as a coach. Yeah, yeah and, and it, I don't know why it took him so long for him to even, for them to even bring up his name when they when Matt Kennedy and all them jokers, they should mm-hmm. get recycled like crazy. Yeah. yeah. But – you would think that Mike Tomlin gets who he wants, but maybe his name was brought up and then voted down. Um, and sometimes we have to then just kind of go with the flow and then come back a little bit later. So hopefully this time it'll stick and it'll work because I, I thought he was good at Tampa um, and he worked well with Tom Brady. And I, I thought he was offered the Jaguars, but he they had so many stipulations. They wanted to hire his coaching staff. You know, right. um, who who wants that? Right. They didn't act Peterson to to, if, to hire his coaching staff. It's amazing how that that works out. So, well, when they do all of that, do they really want us <laughs> to have the job? No, no, no. no. They, they're setting no. you up for failure. They're setting you up for failure. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. For sure. All right, gentlemen, we're going to leave it all right there. You all have a great week, Doc. Thank you so much, Tim Moore. Thank you. Thank you, Duck Riley. Um, thank you, and, and Larry Tisdale. Um, I appreciate you. Carlos Bradley has jumped off, and so has Will Harris. But thank you to those two, too. Uh, also, and Duck, we'll see you tomorrow. we got a busy day tomorrow. Um, oh, yeah. For sure, the professional experts at, at 7 p.m. And then Sports Talk with K-Walk, as always, two or three hours on Wednesdays. And then we'll come back with the Athlete Spotlight and see no sports on Thursdays. Gentlemen, have a great evening. Have a great week. You too. Yeah, it's be good. Be safe, everybody. Awesome. Awesome. Never had it so good. Mm-hmm.